the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions, God, family, country. It's great to be with you today on a, another great day throughout Central Florida. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective and with a point of view that respects America's founding traditions of God, family, country, and of the philosophies and way of life set forth in our founding documents, such as the Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, and the basis of our justice system, among other things. Got a great guest for you right now. In fact, first of all, before we go to our guest, we're going to have kind of a variety of program today of, of topics. But I want to let you know about our friends over at Network Sound and Video. And of course, as you know, Network Sound and Video is the place where Memories can last forever. Network Sound and Video restores film, VHS, and all camcorder tapes to DVD and digital. Network Sound and Video restores record albums, reels, and cassettes to CD and digital. And Network Sound and Video scans photos and slides and can create DVD videos for every occasion. And, of course, with Mother's Day, this being Mother's Day weekend, and I know some of you will be hearing our program after Mother's Day, but that's okay, because it's great to give mom a wonderful gift any day of the week, 365 days a year. But one thing that Network Sound and Video can do is they can create a wonderful uh, DVD using your photos and your slides from years past so that mom, wonderful memories of your mother and your family can literally last online forever. Well, with, our, with having said that, I want to introduce, you know, introduce our first guest today on the program, and it's Mr. Vito Fira, the founder and owner of Network Sound and Video. Vito, thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Roger. Good to be here, and happy Mother's Day weekend. And I especially wanted to have you join us today on Mother's Day weekend, and once again, I'll uh, mention that some of our, our program airs numerous times on numerous stations, so some of our listeners will be hearing it technically after Mother's Day. But that's okay, because as I said before, it's, it's always a great time to get a wonderful gift, a, a gift that could last forever uh, for our mothers or for any member of our family or any of our dear friends or even for ourselves. You're absolutely right, Roger. It's something that uh, is a gift for any time of year. It just at a particular time when there is a holiday event uh, like this uh, Mother's Day weekend, it just makes it extra super special. But they can do this at any time, you know, for any event, birthdays, holidays, even going on vacation or returning from vacation events that they want to 
gather up their materials and put them back into a digital format that can be shared. And that's the main thing. Everything is you know, sharing with social media. And back in the day when you couldn't share a piece of film or a videotape, uh, now it is all available. And it, it, uh, it, we can take those, those particular old media pieces, create them into digital files so they can be broken down and sent and added to anything from Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, any of the social media sites. And Vito, why don't you, you know, let's talk, pick it up there, and let's talk specifically about some of the things that you can do, uh, you know, for, just for example, a wonderful Mother's Day gift, and, you, you know, that, that would help preserve uh, and really update wonderful events um, in, in, our, in our lives, the lives of our, our, our parents and our family and ourselves, whether it's the birth of a child, whether it's a wedding, uh, uh, you know, wedding photos or, or, or videos or so forth, uh, uh, children's graduations events, uh, children's football games, um, whatever, you know, whatever precious memories that, that people have can be preserved and enhanced by the work that you do. Can you just elaborate on what are some of the things you, you can do? For instance, what can you do for a wonderful Mother's Day gift? Well, Raja, as you can imagine, we had received literally buckets full of videotapes and film uh, camcorder cartridges and things like that, that people realize, boy, that is a great gift. You can't just go out to a, uh, a local retail store and, and do something like this. You've got, a, you've got a special, special occasion, and these gifts can evolve from film, whether it was uh, 8mm or 16mm, any of the videotapes, uh, cartridges, the camcorder cartridges, all those things can be brought back to life, and that's what we're doing. And it's just amazing, too, because, matter of fact, we got a call yesterday from someone calling to check and see if his mom's film uh, had been transferred to DVD yet. And we said, uh, it should be. We'll check on it for you. And in the background, you're watching this little toddler, like maybe 12 to 14 months, crawl on the floor. And his mom's hollering, Michael, Michael. Well, guess what? This is Michael on the phone. <laughs> and he's probably about 30. Okay? That's so, like, that's the funny kind of thing. And one of the girls that was checking the films was hollering, that's probably Michael right there. So... This is the this is thing, and you just bring back life. And, and the kids love to see themselves when they were toddlers, too. So all the different formats in video, not to mention everything in audio from cassettes and reels and vinyl uh, and those media things, we bring back to life and put those on CD, MP3, so they can share them, they can fly them up on uh, SoundCloud and uh, any of the, the social networks, like I had mentioned. So that just gives you just a little bit of an idea, but uh, it, it's just immeasurable the amount of joy that people get out of seeing these things. We make a CD for them, and they haven't heard it in years. Uh, I look at them, they go up out in their car, and the car sits there for 30 minutes before they even drive away because they're listening to some of the things we just created. So it's quite inspiring for us, and we know we make a lot of people happy with what we do here. And I'll just uh, give a personal uh, you know, the way that you help me. is your personal you know, experience, and, and, and part of what you do is, you know, the case that I was in, one of the things that, that you helped me with was an old VHS tape back from when I was in college. It was back at the University of Florida working for Channel 5 Television. It was my original resume tape yeah, of uh, right. doing television stories. And that's you know, something I, I you know, obviously would want to keep and preserve. But it had been sitting in a closet or in, in boxes for literally 40 years. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I didn't even know if it was even technically even, a, um, uh, even um, you know, fit to even be seen again. But anyway, that was one of the, the things that you restored for me. And then another one was... Um, something that I had on the old reel-to-reel tape, a VH, uh, and that was, um, you know, a testimonial I, I'd given for my father that I always wanted to share uh, at a, at a, at a uh, 
Wednesday night church supper one time. So uh, the things that you can do, um, not only do you have great ideas about helping people put together, you know, take their memories, take no matter what media they might be in, what form they might be in, and giving them something updated that the whole family or even the whole world can see, uh, you can also restore things that are that are not in good shape. That's correct. Yeah, we have to, a lot of times we have to fix these, and we have a, we have the capabilities to repair any of the camcorder cartridges that come in. We've got the proper tools, and if something breaks along the way, we do have the proper tools and equipment to go ahead and continue to re, to uh, repair those as they go along. And I uh, just want to mention too, it's not just just you know video and fun things, you know Disney trips and trips around the world and stuff. We do a lot of corporate things also. Uh, a gentleman brought in all of his old videotapes, and here he was a, a weather forecast man here in uh, Central Florida for years. And he's got all those old uh, TV segments from the radio station, TV station, I should say, uh, on video, and he couldn't watch them or even see what his hair looked like back then, if you know what I mean. So it was really fun to watch these old segments, and plus the news uh, the news blurbs are on there from 20 or 30 years ago, and we sit there watching them as if they're fresh and new, and you can see some of the folks that are still on TV and how they looked from 20 years ago, and uh, that, that's quite remarkable, not to mention also uh, corporate training reels and things like that, uh, and sporting events that people have been in their sports teams and such from uh, you know the, the, the 70s and 80s and, and even uh, and earlier than that on some of these video and audio clips to be, you know, be brought back to life. It's just amazing stuff. Well, thank you for being here to share about it. And I do want to emphasize, you know, you don't worry that you feel like you may have missed Mother's Day because th- these are wonderful gifts that are, that are appropriate any day of the year. So maybe you can use this this idea to get a spark. I mean, you know, we can still get our, our, you know, our mother's uh, flowers or, or candy or other wonderful gifts, but but you can you can get to, get in touch with Vito over at Network Sound and Video, and he can really prepare something that's really, really special and will literally last forever and can be seen literally um, by everyone worldwide in in perfect uh, 2017 uh, te- te- uh, technical uh, perfection. Well, yeah, we- thank you, Roger. We appreciate being on the show, and uh, a blessed uh, Mother's Day to all the moms out there and all year round. Thank you. Thank you, Vito, for the great work that you do, and thank you for coming on and sharing about it with our listeners. Thank you, Roger. Mr. Vito Fira, founder and owner of Network Sound and Video, and you can find them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com, or their location is very conveniently located in Longwood in Seminole County. It's right on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in the long in the Big Tree Office Park area. Just drop by and see him. As you can tell, he's a very friendly fellow. Well, friends, I want to Thank you for joining us. And now I want to let you know that we've got a couple minutes here before we go to our first break on the Roger Franklin Williams show today. And I want to let you know about a wonderful event that I was invited to attend, which I did attend on earlier this week as at the invitation of Mr. Rod Love, who was one of our guests on our program last week, who is with the company the organization Community Synergy Group, and among other things that Mr. Love and Rod and you know the people at Community Synergy Group do is basically just help to build relationships and build connections within our various communities in our Central Florida community, particularly helping to build bridges between law enforcement and various communities 
throughout Central Florida. That's one of, one of the, the many things that they do. Well, I had the opportunity to, and one of the other things that uh, Rod Love and Community Synergy Group was involved in was a presentations made by the Junior Honor Society at Apopka Memorial Middle School, which just happens to be uh, where I went to middle school. Back in the day, we called it junior high. But um, And I wanted to share a little bit about that with you, and I'll probably have to finish it up when we come back from our break. But it was a wonderful presentation, and I, it was something that was very uplifting. I was honored to be a part of it, small part of it. And I did want to share with you, it was such a positive um, experience, and it got a great insight into something really, really positive that's happening right here in one of our local schools. And I did want to share share about it with you, So, which I'll do that when we come back from our next break. And before we go to break, I want to, of course, remind you that the Roger Franklin Williams Show and all the programs you hear on FM 105.5 and AM 660 and 1520 WBCW are presented by Corky's Original Barbecue in downtown Apopka. Get over to see Steve and the gang, and nobody ever leaves hungry from Porky. 256 East Main Street, Apopka. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. As, I, as we went to break, I'll pick up, was thanks to... Rod Love, of, president of Community Synergy Group, I was invited to serve as a judge for presentations made by members of the Popka Memorial Middle School Junior Honor Society earlier in the week. And it, another, the main participant was Mr. Les Goldberg, who is an entrepreneur, has been a, an extraordinarily successful Entrepreneur, and he's another local man who uh, grew up in Altamont Springs and uh, went to Lake Brantley High School. And among other things, he's uh, Mr. Um, Les Goldberg has been very successful in the field of video production, high tech uh, video production. I don't even it's so high tech. I don't even think I can do it justice by trying to explain it. But just just um, you know, uh, suffice to say that Les Goldberg is truly an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. He's always thinking of new horizons. He's always thinking of new ways to learn, to grow, to create something that hasn't been created before. And that's led him on a, a trajectory of, of, of tremendous success. In fact, uh, my past crossed with him many years ago, back when he was um, um, a young fellow in his early 20s, just, just getting, out, getting, getting started. But he has a book and the about entrepreneurism, and it's a book essentially um, – Talent sharing his story of what it has taken to be successful, his journey, if you will, uh, pitfalls and obstacles that along the way that have to be overcome, attitudes and 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 processes that that anybody should have or acquire or develop in order to be successful, no matter what they are doing. And it's really a truly an, an exceptional book, and it's exactly 
the a perfect book for for young people to read before they get out of, during their educational process before they get out of school and embark upon real life, if you will. So essentially, the format was the students in the junior honor society, and I believe Mrs. Ward was a teacher. And, uh, she, it was I, mean, I can't say enough good things about her and the job that she did uh, to prepare the students and and actually to prepare this event. But um, the 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 project was to read the the book. The students read the book. Then they divided into groups, and I believe there were four to five groups, and they were going to embark upon an entrepreneurial project, and they needed to kind of come up with this entrepreneurial idea, uh, kind of give a tremendous amount of thought on how it was going to be successful, how they were going to execute it, anticipate problems that might come along the way, anticipate how they're going to have a strategies and tactics in place to how to deal with these problems, and then... Uh, the event was for the the four the groups of the young people, and there were about four to five people, young people in each group, to make presentation of their idea to present it to the to the panel of judges, and you know show exactly what it was they've come up with, why they chose this this venture, this business entrepreneurial business venture, how it was going to help serve citizens and consumers, and how they were actually going to make it work in terms of a uh, you know financial profit. Uh, perspective, which of course is you know, the bottom line of what needs to be done. And so anyway, it was just a wonderful experience to see these young people, uh, bright eyed, energetic, articulate, uh, devoting uh, you know, their, their energy and, and their ideas and their enthusiasm to do these projects. And then uh, probably the part that I really enjoyed the most was to see the young people present their ideas and describe about that process and journey of, of coming up with these ideas and, 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 and to uh, be persuasive towards the judges, to try to persuade the judges as to why their idea and their project and their team uh, was was the best and should be um, you know picked as, as the winner. And another prod, uh, part of the event that I should share with you is that each, um, e- each member of the team was responsible for playing a major role in these presentations. So it wasn't a top heavy kind of a thing where one or maybe two leaders of the group, if you will, would, would carry the ball. Uh, the presentations were structured. So, and it was part of the process for, for each member of the team to have a major role in, of course, not only developing the project, but also explaining the project and presenting the project to the panel of judges. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you because it was very gratifying, um, moving even to see the young people, first of all, to have the kind of leadership and direction from their teacher and from their administration, especially their specific teacher, in this case, Mrs. Ward, and to to see the way that they were uh, so 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 did such a good job, did such a good job of being articulate, of of describing uh, their process, how they how they came up with the various ideas that they had, um, how they um, anticipated problems. And and to see the enthusiasm and the the bright smiles and the very energetic, positive, upbeat attitude, and I, let me say, very polite attitude and wonderful people skills of these young people. In fact, as each group uh, came to make their presentation, they walked by the panel of judges and uh, looked each of us in the eye and gave us a good, strong handshake, which I thought was a wonderful way to get started. And once again, that's a tribute not only to them but also to the teachers and the leadership that they're, they're, 
they have over at Popkin Memorial Middle School. But anyway, that was a big part of my week, and I wanted to share that with you, particularly since uh, Mr. Rod Love was a real instigator and catalyst for this uh, effort, and um, he joined us on our program last week. And also, once again, want to say it was great to reconnect with Les Goldberg, and it was very it was great to to see his presentation because he gave a, a short presentation about his book about about his motivation for writing the book about the journey that he went how it documents and uh, his his journey catalogs his journey through life and as a as a successful entrepreneur so that was a wonderful um, educational experience as well to to hear his thoughts and and hear his ideas and philosophy of what uh, about the process of being successful. Well, other things obviously are in the news and, and taking place this week. Of course, a major news story is the firing of FBI Director James Comey, and that's not something we're, yeah, I just mentioned it in passing uh, because that just to kind of document that was one of the major things that took place this week. I really don't haven't delved into that enough. Been uh, more preoccupied with attending things like the the Junior Honor Society presentation and, and other things right here and had taken place in our Central Florida life. But uh, one more interesting thing, I just, I'll just make one very general overriding comment about that, and I haven't even looked into it enough to even realize, you know, know the ins and outs and the dynamics of exactly uh, why this decision was made and, and what the backstory is. I will say a lot of what I do know, I've heard right on FM 105.5 and AM 660, the answer uh, in some excellent interviews, firsthand source interviews that Hugh Hewitt has been doing on the morning program on AM, 50, uh, AM 105.5, AM 660, the answer. But once again, I just, and I guess this is kind of a matter of personal preference or personal taste, but, and I, I'm certainly obviously not the only one that feels this way. Once again, I just kind of impressed is I I personally like the style of, of Donald Trump as president. It's something we you know obviously none of us who who are living today have have ever seen. But I just I like I like the fact that he's out there tweeting. I like the fact that he's out there engaging his critics, especially in the media. I like the fact that when somebody comes along and you know uh, criticizes him or makes some comment that he feels is not accurate um, or uh, unfairly uh, unfair criticism or, or, or anything of that nature. I like the fact that he fires back on it and responds uh, to it. And I, I just kind of like the way that he's, you know, I like his, his syntax, if you will, the way that he talks, just the way that his direct style, I guess would be the best way to say it. I like the way that, that Trump just engages and, you know, he's not clustered in a, in, in, a, in an office somewhere hunkering down um, you know, not responding to attacks, not pushing his agenda. No, he's out there on the front lines. Um, he's out there tweeting. The whole world can know every, every throughout the day, usually starting very early in the morning, what Donald Trump feels on something. And personally, I find that to be refreshing. He's not operating, you know, whether you agree with him or not. And obviously, I don't agree with everything that he does. Um, nobody is ever going to agree with everything any uh, elected official does, no matter how much they support them. I, I do want to say before we go into break, I think much, and when I say much, I mean 99 percent, 99 plus percent of the criticism, if you wouldn't even call it that, that's a much too mild of a term, but of, of the attacks, if you will, on Trump are, are blatantly unfair. They are ridiculously over the top, do not 
represent good journalism. And so I think that's something I factor in this whole situation as well. And and I certainly do not blame him for getting out there on the front line and pushing back directly and confronting the many of these unfair criticisms and a lot of this over-the-top, um, ridiculous, uh, uh, you know, just attacks on Trump that, that, that and then as we're seeing that spill over into the popular culture um, that are just not only blatantly unfair, untruthful, inaccurate, but in, in some cases now are getting to be just vile and, and disgusting. And I will say, I don't quite know. I know that Rush Limbaugh has advanced the theory, and I actually used to kind of think this way, but I'd kind of abandoned it, um, that you know, the, the the response of the lamestream media to Trump, you know, CNN, MSNBC, the whole the whole lot of them, and not only that, but especially like the the Stephen Colbert's of Colbert's of the world and the late night talk shows and the and the entertainment community, Hollywood, <laughs> to be succinct, Hollywood, um, and the entertainment culture, the popular culture. These these attacks on Trump are so vile, so just obscene, so ridiculously uh, sad um, that that it may in fact be having a, having a, an effect of actually helping Trump <laughs> in that people across middle America who, some of whom uh, have no dog in the fight whatsoever um, see see who, who the critics are of Donald Trump, such as, and I would say another prime example would be the, uh, you know, the so-called Women's March on, on Washington recently. That was something that really illustrated uh, where the battle lines are, who the sides are, and virtually every single person I know wanted to have nothing to do with this group of, of, of so-called women. Um, so, and I, I think I, there may, in fact, be a, a, an end result here of of these attacks are so ridiculous, unfair, vile, obscene, uh, disgusting that it may, in fact, be in helping a net plus for Trump. I don't know about that, but just want to share those thoughts with you. Going to go to another break and look forward to being back with you in just a few minutes. You're listening to Roger Franklin Williams. Now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Great to be with you today. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams show. You're having a good day. Great to be with you to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And to tell you about great sponsors and great friends of our show and of our stations as well. You're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams show which, of course, is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. One again, I wanted to remind you and give you a word from our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue, which, of course, is the home of Central Florida's best old-fashioned Southern-style barbecue. Of course, many of you know Porky's is the home of the Monster Ribeye Sandwich, of course, I know Porky's, and many of us also know Porky's as the only place to get delicious, one-of-a-kind sandwiches like the Sloppy Cow, the Smoked Cuban, or the legendary Pig Dip. Of course, they're served with exceptional homemade sauces and one-of-a-kind homemade sides. Porky's has unique dishes like Brunswick Stew, Jim's Dirty Taters, and Summer Slaw, as well as Black Eyed Peas, Collards, and other traditional faves like baked beans and mac and cheese. Plus, Porky's has the best banana pudding and sweet tea around. It's all served in a Porky's down-home atmosphere with good old southern hospitality. Don't miss the best bike night in Central Florida every Thursday night at Porky's. Don't settle for average when you can have the best. Get over to see Steve and the gang at Porky's Original Barbecue Apopka. They're located at 256 East Main Street, downtown Apopka, 
tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. In fact, I had a chance to have lunch up at Porky's earlier this week, which is kind of the norm, but had some good friends. In fact, I was joined by my friend Mitch, who goes all the way back to third grade, and one of our very excellent listeners, I won't mention his name because I didn't tell him I was going to mention his name. Maybe I can get permission to mention him another time, but another one of our loyal, regular listeners on the show, and just uh, a great time, a perfect place, not only to have a great lunch, but to just uh, to have uh, shared experiences with, with good friends, share great food with, with good friends. There's nothing better than that in life, of course, as we know, and, and uh, Porky's was packed. We were surrounded by other great people having great food and with their great friends, and which included several large tables of, of law enforcement. You know, Porky supports our local law enforcement very generously, and our local law enforcement are, are big-time customers at Porky's. And I also want to let you remind you, of course, to know when we're talking about Porky's, don't forget about Porky's catering. One of, one of the, Steve's specialties, actually, is his catering business, and they can uh, cater any event of yours, large and small. It's Porky's Original Barbecue, downtown Apopka. 256 East Main Street, right in the heart of downtown. Now what I think, and I want to make another announcement about a great event that's coming up for business people, specifically for small business people, on Tuesday, May 16th. And that is an event that MMR Consulting Incorporated is sponsoring at the incubator, the UCF Business Incubator in Apopka, located at 325 South McGee Avenue, right on the corner of Highway 441. Um, it's called the Small Business Roundtable. Florida Department of Transportation people will be participating, as well as members of the Central Florida Expressway Authority and other government organizations. And the the purpose is for to help, I guess, mentor or help give some some information or instruction to small businesses that would like to learn about how to uh, better uh, be prepared to maybe get some government contracts subcontracting opportunities uh, with Department of Transportation certifications. So if you uh, are a part of a small business and would like to participate, that will be coming, taking place this Tuesday uh, in Apopka at the UCF Business Incubator right in the heart of town, McGee Avenue, the corner of Highway 441, 1325 South McGee Avenue. It's a 12 noon to 3 p.m. event. Lunch will be served. And for more information, contact MMR Consulting at 407 407- Two five five zero five three eight. That's four zero seven two five five zero five three eight. Sponsored by MMR Consulting, and you can also contact the UCF Business Incubator in Apopka as well. One I wanted to talk about, share with you, is just come goes back to what I was talking about before about the style of of Donald Trump and and, and now President Donald Trump, this, his political style if you will, and it's something that's so unique and outside the box and so um, you know unique to his own individual personality that it, I, th- I think it's quite a phenomenon, and I, I think it's something that doesn't get talked about much, certainly in the so-called mainstream media, because they're so busy <laughs> disseminating fake news and launching uh, personal, uh, emotionally distraught attacks um, from their left-wing perspective that they're completely missing a big part of the whole story here. And as someone who's very passionate about history and specifically American history and the history of, of the American presidency and, and former American presidents. I find that Trump just to be a fascinating figure. And I'm not ta- even talking about um, his ideology, his, his, his agenda, his, his position on issues uh, specifically. I'm just talking about his style. 
And it's, and I think that's a big reason why I don't think I'm, I'm convinced that's a big reason that he's elected. And I'm also convinced that's a big reason that the, that the establishment um, on all vestiges of them from right, from left to right, including of course the mainstream media, including even, you know, elements of the conservative media just completely do not get the guy. They, they're, they're so, he's so different. He's so outside the box, wasn't anointed by any of them, didn't come seeking their approval. Um, and they are so continue to be so outraged and just wild eyed, angry and hostile about that, that. They're not even seeing what's even happening here. They're just um, flailing away, uh, launching ridiculous attacks, spinning the news, creating fake news, misrepresenting that they don't, you know, they don't even, they're missing the whole boat. So what I want to just address is, is, is president Donald Trump's style. And of course, which I think is a very interesting, fascinating thing to talk about. And certainly no person who's ever been elected president or almost to any major office during any of our lifetime um, has had a style like this, or has had a dynamic about this where the so-called establishment of the country, uh, the leaders of the institutions, pretty much all the way across the board, especially, of course, the media, but also the political establishment, and, and I once again emphasize both sides, um, are just so um, at odds with that individual. I mean, when, when you know, for, it's become a cliche now for politicians and even candidates for president to say, oh, I'm an outsider, you know, McCain was always talking about he was a maverick. Now he he was a McCain was the opposite of a maverick. McCain is one of the most predictable politicians to ever come along in my lifetime. He was no maverick. He was sucking up to the establishment. He was sucking up to the media. Now he may have been a maverick in these tiny, small senatorial Republican circles among the other other senators. Well, what, what? Nobody cares about that, and that's not even relevant hardly. Um, but true, Trump is in the truest sense of the word a maverick, an individualist, something new, uh, an independent. And and that's a big part of the dynamic of all the pushback and all the extreme over-the-top uh, attacks and criticism of him. But the point I'm getting to is I really don't, and I find it, frankly, per, from my perspective, fascinating to watch. And as, as I said before, it's completely unprecedented in any of our lifetimes to have a president out there responding uh, as aggressively as Trump does uh to to the to the various attacks uh, on him, whether they're substantive attacks or even if they're even frivolous attacks, and even a lot of people I know that supported Trump and, and vote for him and like him, sometimes are like, "Gee, I just wish he wouldn't treat so, tweet so much," or "Gee, I wish he just wouldn't respond to every little thing." Personally, I, I like it. I just think um, as a as a person, as a citizen, as a student of history, uh, somebody who loves journalism and loves the news, a news junkie, if you will, I, I just kind of love to watch it. And and there's really been nothing like it, based on what I've read, since probably uh, other. I mean, what I'm what I'm saying there have been a couple of other presidencies that I've read about. Of course, none of us have firsthand knowledge that had a similar dynamic. Certainly, the first one that comes to mind for me is Andrew Jackson. In many ways, not talking about positions on policy, um, not talking about that, but I'm just talking about style, style and and political dynamics. A lot of what I read about Andrew Jackson reminds me of what's happening right now with Trump. <laughs> Andrew Jackson was the ultimate outsider for his times. Andrew Jackson was just reviled by the establishment in every which way. They thought he was a, a hick. He he was uncouth. They thought he was just just uh, you know certainly he wasn't that polished kind of big city smooth 
guy that I guess even back in those days was essentially kind of the, the formula for being an elite in politics or, or, or whatever, uh, certainly in the banking circles, in the northeastern big business circles, uh, and um, so, so forth. So Andrew Jackson was definitely this kind of unique outside character, uh, you know, instinctive leadership, pretty much did whatever he wanted to do, was fearless about um, doing things, I would say, such as firing Comey. Um, you know, with his case, it was taken on the National Bank. Uh, other cases, he took on the, the, the Supreme Court. Um, charting out a territory, doing, you know, getting way, way outside the reservation, outside the, the boundaries of, of, of safe political activity, and just being a true maverick, a true crusader, a marauder, if you will, ad- advancing his agenda and, and literally daring anybody else to stop him. But, and, and along the way, his, his, as I, as I said, the political dynamics were somewhat similar to what I see with Trump in that Andrew Jackson was loved by the masses. He had the people on his side. He knew who the people were, um, the majority of the people. Of course, there were certain large other factions that, that hated him and reviled him, uh, thought he was disgusting, um, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he had the majority of the people on his side. He kind of instinctively, he must have instinctively known that he had that, just like Trump did during the campaign. He knows how to talk to these people. He knows how to communicate with them. He knows that what he's doing, his values, his perspective, he knew his uh, the things that he wanted to accomplish, which was largely just attacking aggressively the establishment, um, was exactly what the real people wanted. The rank-and-file citizens wanted across the country, the great unwashed masses. So I think in, in that regard, both in terms of the kind of support, uh, a, a, the type of support, which is broad-based, grassroots, real people support, um, Andrew Jackson and Donald Trump, had a lot of common. And of course, uh, the other side of the coin in terms of the people that hated him, reviled him, uh, couldn't stand him, wanted to destroy him, the establishment, the ruling class, both, I think, had a similar view of, Don- of Andrew Jackson back in his day and now Donald Trump in our day. Time for another break. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back. Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. And thank you for the opportunity to join you. We discuss the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And right now I'm just talking about uh, my perspective, just my observations as a citizen, um, not as a political partisan, even though I think everybody who's ever listened to this show knows that I do support Donald Trump. Um, I probably support. I, support him more now and I'm more enthusiastic about him now than I ever have been actually. Um, and I, yeah, I guess for the record, I also need to put on that. I was a convert and, uh, you know, I, I, in retrospect, I actually regret that I wasn't on board with Trump. Originally, I, my first candidate, my first choice was Marco Rubio. And then when he faltered, when he didn't, uh, you know, when he, he went by the wayside, didn't quite make it, uh, for a brief period of time, I was a Ted Cruz supporter and ultimately, uh, joined the, the you know, became, a started supporting uh, Donald Trump. But, Looking back on it, I think it was a mistake for me to to support Rubio and, and Cruz, and I'm sorry I wasn't on board with Trump from, from the very beginning. But I mean, the, just putting my cards on the table. But I'm not really talking about you know issues or or, or you know, his agenda or anything like that right now. I'm just the perspective. I wanted to I wanted you to, to know where I'm coming from in terms of I guess my my personal uh, outlook, personal point of view. But <laughs> I'm just talking now as a citizen, just an observer, uh, somebody who just loves to 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 me good political activity the give and take the rough and tumble of the american political system is just good entertainment 
and personally, I'm I'm kind of loving all of this to a certain extent. Now, there is a meanness that's involved. There's a there is a, a level of divisiveness uh, that 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 I, I that does concern me, frankly. So I don't want to be frivolous. I am concerned about just how far apart the left and the right are right now. How far apart the Trump supporters and the Trump uh, haters are for right now. And you know, I, I do think that's a matter of concern, but. Putting that on the table, I also just to watch watch the Trump style, primarily watch the watch the way that he he goes about doing his business, the way that he, you know, um, his negotiating style, if you will, the, the way that he's such a quick decision maker, almost an instantaneous decision maker, and especially the fact that he, the way that he chooses to go about defending himself and his presidency, his administration, and the way that he he's constantly just firing back on those that are attacking him. I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating. I'm enjoying watching it. That's what we're talking about right now. Before we go further, I want to, of course, let you know that our program is sponsored by our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com, and let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor for now five years in a row. And that's because Dr. Patrick St. Germain has helped athletes at all levels, from youth sports and high school athletes to elite college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Dr. Patrick St. Germain. And of course, be sure to tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And it's also time to talk about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair. And if you're looking for a place, and I know that many of our regular listeners um, are already customers of Sheeler Auto Repair, friends with Demetrius and Odysseus and the guys over there. But also, we have new listeners every single week. Central Florida... And Florida has, has new people moving in every single week. So I want the some of the people that maybe are newer to the area, or maybe you're just looking for a new place to take care of your car, truck, SUV, pickup, or other vehicle, that you need to go. I encourage you. I urge you to go to Sheeler Auto Repair. To get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Burgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail of Popka. And, of course, Sheila Auto Repair is the home of the two-time high school state champion boys bowler, P.D. Virgos, and, of course, also member P.D. Virgos, leader on the four-time state champion of Popka high school boys bowling team and reigning defending national champion amateur boys bowling team. Back to our discussion about about Donald Trump. Now, I admit I made the analogy or I made the comment that I thought that a lot of the dynamics, the political dynamics that I see with Trump uh, remind me of what I've read about Andrew Jackson. And then once again, um, along those lines, you know, Andrew Jackson was a pure anomaly. Nobody had ever seen the likes of him before. You know, he um, ne- never went to college. He was he grew up backwoods, and um, in fact, he grew up so far in the in the woods in the rural area of, of either North or South Carolina. There's still a debate whether where he was born was was in North Carolina or South Carolina. Backwoods guy, uh, up from the bootstraps, you know, uh, distinguished himself as a soldier, became a, a even a controversial general. In fact, um, his style, I guess, as president was pretty much similar to his style as a general. Take no prisoners, literally. Um, aggressiveness, extreme aggressiveness. And uh, combative in na- nature, combative personality. Um, so, but but I mean, up, up to in fact, to, to put that in perspective, <laughs> the the guy that 
that preceded Andrew Jackson as president was John Quincy Adams. You don't get more elite at that era of American life than John Quincy Adams, uh, Boston blue bud, blood, you know, uh, uh, from the elite of the elites from Boston, if you will, the elite of Boston society, you know, of course, son of the second president of the United States and one of our um, most influential founding fathers, John Adams, arguably the, maybe the second most influential founding father, John Adams, you know, he was raised, actually groomed as a boy to be a leader, to be a political leader. Um, you know, you don't get more sophisticated, obe- urbane, educated uh, than John Quincy Adams. Well, that's a guy that that um, Andrew Jackson unseated as president in uh, a ran actually two brutal campaigns. Of course, one of them there's that's a whole one of the most interesting uh, uh, political elections in the in the in the history of the country was the 1924 excuse me the 1824 presidential election where it actually had to go into the House of Representatives. Four candidates, including Andrew Jackson, John Quincy Adams, um, Henry Clay, and and uh, another candidate uh, split the vote. There was no majority. So um, Andrew Jackson was by far the winner in terms of most votes gotten, but he didn't get the majority of votes. So it had to go into the House of Representatives, and that's where you had the what is still known as the corrupt bargain, where the, the you know, theoretically, uh, from what we understand, what uh, is reportedly the forces of Henry Clay and John Quincy Adams, kind of like the Northeast and the Midwest, uh, got together, made a deal, and uh, to um, you know, to that if the Henry Clay supporters would vote for John Quincy Adams, and, and Clay essentially had no chance to win, he was down around third place or fourth place. Yeah, you know, he um, if they would vote for John Quincy Adams, well then John Quincy Adams would uh, you know choose Henry Clay to be Secretary of State. And anyway, that's the way it all played out, whether whether that deal was in place or not, but. You know, commonly known as the corrupt bargain, which was really, really inflamed people, especially the Jackson supporters. So then once again, after four years, Andrew Jackson ran against him, uh, John Quincy Adams again and, and obliterated him, a huge landslide. And, and But it really ushered in a completely different era of American politics. Um, and, and, you know, but my point is the dynamics, I think, are, are very similar to today in that the, you had kind of this, this rough-hewn, Character, individualist, brash character from the outside, representing the people, and in many cases, the quote people, rep, you know, included huge numbers of quote their political base. Talking both about Andrew Jackson and about Trump, were the underclass, if you will, the lower classes, you know, the the unwashed masses that they were able to inspire and motivate and get to go out and vote. And I mean, I know <laughs> probably hundreds, if not thousands, of people just in my own observation circle that didn't vote, had never voted, gave up voting, got turned off by the system, don't watch the news, don't follow it every day, um, were, were completely, that is a non-political person that you could ever imagine, that got energized by Donald Trump, got motivated by him, went out, if they weren't registered, they got registered to vote, um, and more importantly, got engaged in the campaign, influenced their friends, neighbors, family members, etc., um, put up signs, did whatever was necessary, um, and these are these are, are and I'm sure just if I know several hundred people, maybe even you know maybe a couple thousand people like that, just in a ma- in a micro perspective, just you know, multiply that across the 50 states, <laughs> multiply that across the country. Well, and that's why Trump's in there right now because that happened in a mass scale, and it happened in a mass scale with Andrew Jackson as well. Um, so anyway, this whole thing with Trump, um, you know, I I'm not critiquing it. I'm I'm just looking back as a as a somebody who's passionate about American history, who's passionate about the political 
seen about the give and take, if you will, uh, of, of the political process, of the political arena. I, I think Trump is literally fascinating, and I don't think we should miss this. I, I don't think that you know uh, even his supporters should get caught up in oh I wish he wouldn't do this or oh no I'm you know that kind of embarrasses me or oh man I, w- I just wish he wouldn't tick these people off. I'm just kind of sitting back and enjoying it because I've never seen anything like it before, and um and I I, I think it, I think it's truly fascinating times. Now before, one other and I would even say for some of the Republican friends um who are who still haven't quite gotten on board with Trump um. A lot of what I've read about Theodore Roosevelt <laughs> kind of reminds me of some of the political dynamics of Donald Trump. Now, you know, in, in retrospect, um, Theodore Roosevelt, of course, he's on Mount Rushmore and he's you know, literally an icon. I mean, he's almost uh, above reproach. I mean, you don't even, you know, uh, hard, you know dare to even <laughs> criticize Theodore Roosevelt. He's such an icon, an iconic figure. But if you really dig deep and you read about the dynamics about him, he was a incredibly flamboyant character. And he was a guy that really rattled the cage of the establishment, especially the Republican establishment. You know, he was somebody who, who struck fear and loathing into the hearts and minds of the, of the, of the power brokers, the elite Republican power brokers of the day. In fact, there's a story uh, because he was just so outside the box. He was, he was such an individualist. He was so kind of off the wall, if you will. And so, and so aggressive in, 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 in his agenda and, and his, his philosophies. But anyway, you know, there's a story uh, that um, when at, at the Republican convention and back the way that was, it was the way it was done back in those days, uh, the presidents and the vice presidents were selected uh, by power brokers at political conventions. But anyway, um, the, the reason that the people that advocated uh, putting Theodore Roosevelt on the ticket as vice president to McKinley, and of course he became president when McKinley ultimately was assassinated, the people that put him on, uh, got him on the ticket as vice president, were the people from New York, the power brokers from New York, who wanted to get Theodore Roosevelt out of New York because <laughs> they didn't loathe him so much. They didn't want him in New York anymore, so they, they got him. Uh, they thought they were uh, getting him in a, in a safe position as vice president. But anyway, Theodore Roosevelt kind of reminds me of Trump as well, or Trump reminds me of Theodore Roosevelt. It's been great talking with you today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.